the basic concept here is that I want to touch on where Plex is emotionally. Exhausted. What Plex is doing at the con. Being exhausted. Um, and then who Plex meets at the con. The Sandman of exhaustion. Okay, so... <laughs> I just had to keep that going. Got that written down. Okay, so... It's a few days later, and you guys have made it to the Cantonica sector, where the convention is being held. Plex, you are exhausted. You're walking around the con in a kind of a daze when someone approaches you. Yeah, hi. Uh, are you Plex Schlutzel? Depends who's asking. Uh, Sandman. Of exhaustion. <laughs> God damn it. Why do I sign up for this stuff? <laughs> You're the one who suggested it. I'm just yes-anding. That was a joke. Hello, listeners. This is your host and game master, Kat. Welcome back. This week we have a bottle episode since Erica was moving and SD is soaking in back to yet again. But before we get to that, I have a few announcements. First, I have some really awesome news. I finally had the right set of inspiration and motivation to complete the beta version of Call It In The Ring, a tag team wrestling RPG, which you can buy now on my Itch page. In this game, you and a partner will take on the roles of members of a tag team in a title match against the champs. With this game, I wanted to look at how best to run a GMless cooperative tag team wrestling match and capture the really exciting parts of telling a story through in-ring work. While the current version is a bare-bones layout of the rules, and only the rules, the layout design is actually already in the works, pending feedback from playtesting. If you'd like to get in on the playtest before version 1.0 drops, now's the best time to do so. I genuinely love the way that this game plays, and I hope you can tell an excellent wrestling story with the framework it provides. Secondly, just as a reminder, you can still purchase the collection of all of the Galactic 2E expansion content on Itch for just $25. That's over 50% off the cost to buy them individually. I hope you'll check the link in the show notes and consider buying the game and its expansion content. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can check out our other podcasts, Unsound Theories and Marking Out With My Girlfriend. Marking Out also broadcasts live every other Friday at twitch.tv slash sosasmedia, and you can catch the VOD a few days later on our YouTube. The link will be in the show notes. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways you can do that. First and foremost, you can tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the number one way podcasts grow, and getting a friend to listen along with you is an exciting way to be a part of that process. The other thing you can do that really truly helps is to leave a review of the show on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods. Every five-star review helps new people find the show and gets us closer to being able to make even better content for you. You can also support us by checking the link in our Twitter, at SoSysMedia. Now, with all that said, let's go back a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
so you're at this convention. It's a convention for ship designers and, like, you know, uh, basically ship technology. Mm-hmm. So, aside from getting Zakaria onto a route off-planet to whatever life she wants, and I would think being at, like, the press conferences. Okay. Interesting. So you'd be, like, at the keynote and stuff like that. Yeah. You attend a keynote given by the CTO of Incom. Mm-hmm. The company that makes X-Wings. Particularly after the Republic's victory. After that win, there's been a pretty big uptick in the stock price for Incom. So they're basically rolling in the cash and now they're working on effectively just improved versions of the X-Wing, which was previously something that they had looked at retiring. So the focus of the keynote is about basically um, how to build your ships as a lifestyle brand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. This sounds awful. (laughs) This sounds like a real conference, which is what I'm I'm intending to do. I know. Um, so, it, you know, there's there's a lot of, like, talk about um, the way that you can revive old lines by having and building a positive association and then utilizing that association as a marketing tactic to say, like, you know, uh, saviors of the galaxy, buy X-Wings today, or, you know, income, help, you know, income... Without income, we wouldn't have a free galaxy and stuff like 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 real like propaganda type marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the tail end of this keynote address, uh, as people have gone through the Q and A, and it, it's all like typical keynote Q and A. Like, what would you say that your your biggest strength is when it comes to the market recognition of the X-Wing model, you know, that that type of real horseshit. Real softball questions. Yeah. Um, someone asked a question specifically about the um, the role that the U-Wing played, you know, why the, U- the U-Wing seems to have been a um, the, the model that made its way over to basically the civilian transport market where the X-Wing is still predominantly a military market vehicle, and they haven't looked at, you know, he's like, but have you considered making a civilian market version of the X-Wing? You know, what would that look like as part of your lifestyle branding initiatives? It's like, Lex is very interested in this. Yes. (laughs) I don't know that Aaron is. (laughs) Aaron's not even sure what a U-Wing is. They're ugly. They're awful, and... For some reason, they've started to show up in everything despite not actually existing in the first three movies. Nice. This keynote has, is winding up, and there's basically people are breaking for lunch at this point, or like, you know, post keynote snacks. It's only like 10 o'clock. You, you go outside, and there's an array of granola bars, and hard boiled eggs, and coffee, and tea, and donuts, and things like that. You know, like, if, Fancy on the fancier side, but definitely still conference food. Yep. There is a relatively long line at the Spagel Bar and Space Bagels. And 
in the middle of that line, you see someone familiar. Oh, no. Oh, no. Plex! Fancy seeing you here. I guess, um, Sinor had your little crew as the representatives for the conference? Yeah, you know. We. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Give me a second. No yeah, it was really simple to set up since we were bringing Kill anyway as a celebrity guest. Celebrity guest? You know, one of these days, Kuat should try doing something like that. Like winning a race? Well, uh, if you're bringing him as a celebrity guest as a space formula driver, have you seen who our keynote speaker is for the conference? Plex will get out the little program and try to find it. Try um, to hide that it's like circled in three different colors of highlighter. In the program, the Kuat, you see Kuat has their keynote speaker listed as uh, Wedge Antilles. Yes, you're bringing, bringing an old rebel pilot. We're bringing a hero of the Galactic Republic. Commander of Red Squadron? Help destroy the second Death Star? Don't you think that brings a little bit of clout? Well, yes, but that's just inviting someone. We're bringing a homegrown talent with us. You're bringing, yes, yes, yes. You're bringing a homegrown talent who was doing what during the rebellion? Rebels are popular these days, Plex. The the line has kept moving through all this. And yeah. Urshul says, oh, um, and everything's bagel with um, cream cheese and scallions, if you don't mind. Uh, Plex, what would you like? Uh, and everything with... Uh, buttered peanut and a tomato. Still doing that, huh? It's an interesting enough taste I can get through, but it won't distract me. <laughs> Alright, um... Some things don't change, do they? Some things don't need to. And yet, some things do. And perhaps that's why you've brought a space formula driver when we have a brilliant commander from the Grand Army of the Republic. Well... Not everyone can be here to celebrate the war. No, and you don't look like you're much for celebrating. Are you all right? I've... We had a very long trip to get here. There's reasonable hyperspace lanes, unless something... Did something happen on the way here? Uh, just a brief detour. Ended up on the side of, of a lane. Hmm. The, the repair bill is going to be enormous. Now, if I know anything about your crew. And I've done my research. Of course you have. Uh, your mechanic, Alec Arans, probably isn't too happy about what happened to the ship, is he? <laughs> Flashback to the drive here of <laughs> Alec very angrily in the bay trying to fix everything. <laughs> uh, no, He's no. processing. SD and, <laughs> and Jack had a Cute little montage, remember? <laughs> I'm sure something else went wrong on the way here. Oh, um, SD has been in Bacta this whole time. Oh, right. So no, he hasn't had an opportunity to get mad okay. at anything. He's processing it. Speaking of which, I haven't seen any of the rest of your crew around the conference. Is everyone doing alright? Your clones seem notably absent. Yeah, they have the time off. If they don't want to attend it, I can't really force them to. But you're here on work assignment. Yeah, we don't really need bodyguards in a convention, I wouldn't think. 
first time on Cantonica? Should I know that word? Um, yeah, C- Canto Bite. Cantonica is the area around Canto Bite. It's the okay. It's the fairly lawless corporate controlled sector. Basically, it's just it's like um the end cap zone. Okay. <laughs> Even for its reputation, I'm sure three days will be fine. Well, if you happen to want to gather our crews for a friendly drink together at the end of the evening tonight, it would be my treat. The bar here is excellent. They can do every single color of Nebula. I'll be sure to mention it. We'll get in touch around 1930. Perfect. Uh, Do you plan on eating first or should we save room? We'll eat first. Perfect. I'll see you later, Plex. Have a good rest of your convention, and enjoy the buttered peanut and tomato bagel. You too, Shoal. Doodles. Plex tries to hide Rolly Cries while turning around. <laughs> so, um, you kind of go through a little bit more of the convention. You find yourself in the um, exhibit hall, where there's a number of booths set up with various ships and things like that, or engine parts, technology that you may not have seen. And it seems odd that there's such a heavy mix of companies that had previously supported the Rebels versus companies that had supported the Empire in booths next to each other. You know a number of these companies played both sides, so it's not all that surprising. Are there any, like below-the-surface tensions? Or is everyone keeping it very corporate? Oh, everyone's keeping it perfectly cordial and corporate. There is a master ship designer who has some sketches of some potential ship designs that he's put together that he has displayed in a little flip book that you can purchase. You can, It's a very bare schematic that doesn't actually give you any information, but if you purchase it, you get the full blueprint. And he has a sign that says commissions, five million credits. <laughs> um, I'll be sure to be grabbing uh, whatever the equivalent of business cards are. There's someone selling. Um, there, there's there's at least one person who's got a bunch of like candies from around the galaxy and <laughs> some weird sodas and uh, some edible snack sticks. There's a lot of, uh, there's, uh, there's a Mailerune-flavored candy that catches your eye, um, think Has about- Has mentioned Mailerune? Uh, can I have you roll? Yes, we're rolling in this episode. Oh no, it's a good thing I got my dice out. <laughs> um, can I have you roll, let's go with, um, either leadership or knowledge lore. I think I'll go leadership. That makes a little more sense trying to figure out stuff for my crew. Mm-hmm. What difficulty? It's also just SD lore. <laughs> uh, this is going to be a hard check. Hard is three. Mm-hmm. So that comes out to one failure and one threat. SD fucking loves, loves Mailerune. Okay, I think I'm going to grab a, a Mailerune snack for SD when he gets out of the tub. You get him some Mailerune-flavored high chew. Oh, I'm sure that will go great. <laughs> yep. You've still got a bit of time. you got a couple of other um, conference panels that you want to attend. There's one called um, Starships and Speeders, 
your guide to getting around the galaxy. Um, so, so that one's that one. Plex is actually going to for herself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learn some stuff about speeders. There's a panel on pilot droids. That would be useful. And then I think the other thing is you, you get a little tired. You want to head back to the Orum for a little bit. And at the Orum, you remember that SD promised Reba an oil bath, and you know that there's a uh, droid spa set up for your Astromex. Do you take Reba to the droid spa? Yes. Blah, blah. Well, <sighs> Reba, I don't speak droid. Blah, 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 blah. Wait, what was that again? Blah, 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 blah. Spa? Blah, blah. Huh, maybe I did learn something during that cave thing. <laughs> blah, blah. <laughs> don't. Okay, don't worry. Um, spa, spa. There's a droid spa at the convention. And you were promised, probably promised by SD that you would go there. And SD can't. So I should probably take you there. Okay. Yes, let's go. Reba is whistling and chirping on your way to the droid spa. When uh, you get there, you run into someone that you don't quite recognize, but seems to recognize you, or at least her astromech recognizes Reba. You must be Plex. Hi. Hi. I'm Kelly. I'm from Shoals Crew. I see. Okay, yes. This so is this This is Dolly. Um I see that Dolly already knows your Astromech. It seems to be it. I I hope they're getting along. Um I don't the last time that I saw Dolly use her zapper on another droid, it maybe we should keep them apart. Wait, Dolly just doesn't wield that thing every day? Okay, anyway. Does, does your- Reba is very proficient with it. Have you considered taking her in for reprogramming if her morality sensors are skewed? Because that seems a little dangerous to have a slightly murderous droid on your ship. I mean, she has been murderous. And I guess her tune-up is coming in soon, so- so she hasn't been murderous, but she does threaten you? Not me. Usually the mechanic. Maybe the pilot. But not me. Okay. Um. Oh, it's intentional. I get it. You reprogrammed the droid to use it. I I follow. Um. Hey, I'm really looking forward to Drink Cider. Are you, um, who all are you bringing with? Because I really want to meet your clones. Well, I haven't had a chance to talk with anyone yet. Been panels all day. Oh gosh, yeah, no, I know what you mean. I had to go to this one- I think I've worked one... more here than at the office. <laughs> That's how these things usually go. That's why the parties in the evening are usually so crazy, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had to go to this panel on, um, ugh. It was on weapons priming systems and neural interfaces that I thought was really fascinating, but like, the presenter was so boring. It was just like, I think it was like some guy whose brain was in a computer. <laughs> that interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I, I thought like maybe it would be like a droid. It was a droid AI, but I think it was just someone who digitized himself. Is that 
even really possible, like, without just frying yourself? Oh, oh, no, no, they, like, they, they wheeled the whole, like, computer bank in and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, I, you know, you'd be surprised. It was pretty enlightening, you know, the the way that the Mon Cal sector ship designers have conceived of these really impressive technologies is fascinating. Plex. <laughs> Plex is going to take a second to look down at her communicator and send a quick message to the team reminding them of 7.30 drinks. Show up and be cordial. <laughs> uh, everyone gets that text. Tina says, Alright boys, we've got to go shopping. We need... <laughs> we need outfits for drinking at a convention. Everyone, you're going to look your best. I'm not having you embarrass me in front of... Who at? They all spit. <laughs> But yeah, I totally get it. Like, I, I just attended one on speeders, and I don't know how you take personalized transport and make it into a 45-minute dull presentation. Oh, I went to the speeders session last year. Was it presented by Ask Anak again this year? Yes. I don't know now how- Now I wish we had this conversation an hour before, so I could have skipped it. <laughs> yeah, wow. I just- I don't know how Trandoshans can take something so interesting and make it so dull. Like, I thought, you know, every other Trandoshan I've met has been able to tell a really interesting story. There's just something about Ask. I don't know. Like, specifically when he got to the part on, on personal speeders, like, just going down a desert in a speeder by yourself. How do you make that boring? But he did. Did he have that weird haunting flute music that played when he talked about it? That was like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I think he did. I was falling asleep at that point though. <laughs> yeah, no, I, there's only so much you can do watching uh, some guy on a speeder in the desert, you know? Complete freedom. And you didn't do anything. It just goes in a straight line. Yeah, for like three days. But there's at least do a jump or something, right? Cool camping montage would have been neat. All right, okay. Um, it looks like uh, it looks like Dolly's done. I'm gonna get going. I'll see you later tonight for drinks. That's the plan. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And Callie and Dolly leave and you know reba comes out shortly thereafter and is bright and shiny her paint has been redone so it's like everything looks like reba is brand new it's all factory colors and everything Mm -hmm. blah 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 i didn't catch that one blah 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 yes you look gorgeous blah blah okay let's get you back to the ship blah blah Reba rolls away without waiting for you. So, uh, Plex, it's like around 5.30 in the evening at this point after a pretty full day of conventioning. Sessions have broken out for the evening. The dealer's room seems to have closed down. Um, you know that tonight isn't the biggest night of the convention? Yeah, this is just night one, isn't it? Yeah, this is just the first night. Um, but you know, you've heard rather excitingly that um, tomorrow night they are shutting things down early because they need to set up a big stage. There's apparently a special guest. They they brought in basically like a 
guest band. So next tomorrow evening is going to be mostly dedicated to hanging out at this concert and you know basically getting to see Starwaver, who you've been a fan of for a little while. Is Starwaver that band from that one episode of the show? Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I think on your way back, you run into the clones, all of whom seem to be wearing new clothes. Do you want to help me come up with ideas for what they're wearing? Uh, Orange is still in a in in Bacta, so he's like he's not yeah. there. It's just Jack, Kippen, Tina, and Matchstick. Yeah. I think Matchstick has gone, like, full biker. Okay. Leather jacket, black tank top, bandana. <laughs> I think Matchstick has kind of the vibes of uh, someone who is in a band and also a professional wrestler on the side. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not a piece of crap. No, no. Uh, but he has, he, he specifically, um, has been growing out a mustache. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, you know, everyone else has been keeping it relatively, like, low-key in terms of, like, their outfit. Matchstick looks like a leather daddy a little bit. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, how is Jack dressed? Uh, Jack is full fuckboy. Like... Um, when you say fuckboy, do you mean, like, fuckboy lesbian? Or do you mean, like, you know, I had to do it to him? I was gonna say fuckboy lesbian. <laughs> but now I'm considering the second one. He's got, like, I think he's got his ears pierced, and he's wearing, like, a pastel shirt and white shorts. His hair is slicked back. Okay, yeah. Um, he, you, you know... You overhear him talking about sloppy bantha steaks at one point. <laughs> Thank you for the input, Emma. Um, so then we just have Pippin and Teener left. Teener, I want to say, is like the most normal dress for, for like a good night out. So like, I think he's trying to work like dress shoes with jeans with a blazer. I think he's got like a real, really dark wash jeans. Yes, definitely. There's blazer, dark denim, and yeah, yeah, definitely, like, I think, like, um, like, Oxfords. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Jack is specifically wearing Space Jordans. <laughs> yep, okay. Did he play, pay retail? God, no. He paid reseller prices. Okay. Jack, let's re- let's, I want to re- um, rewind and retcon this jack does not look like uh you know i had to do it to him i think jack looks like he's one of he's dressed like one of the young bucks he's wearing like a romper <laughs> nick specifically yeah he's dressed like nick jackson for yep. the f we'll include a link to one of the bte's in the show notes so that people understand what the hell we're talking about <laughs> Get into a, our other hobby, wrestling. So what's Kippen wearing? <sighs> I don't think I know enough male fashion to go with a fourth design. <laughs> I think, like, Kippen kind of has, like, the equivalent of, like, space streetwear. I think Kippen's kind of got, like, a 
a Letterman jacket that's for a sport that doesn't exist. He's got, like, pastel slacks, and then whatever the space equivalent of red checkerboard vans is. Red checkerboard passenger shuttles. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think, like, you know, you've basically got everyone ready. They, they all... They all, in different ways, they look good. Everything is flattering on them. It's just, you know, flattering for the clones and their different tastes is very distinct. It's it's all pretty fun. Um, Plex, how are you feeling? Feeling? I think during the first day of the convention, Plex has been able to, like, reset herself away from, like everything from the balantologists and the resistance and jedi and whatnot to just more of her corporate mindset but i'm sure if she were to slow down at some point it would uh probably all come back yeah i think you've got like two hours and i think things do start to slow down and it does come back what's the first thing that comes to mind when you finally have a moment alone holy criff there's a jedi on the ship I think something kind of tingles in the back of your mind that gives you a reminder of some of the things that you read during your research of the Clone Wars and the Jedi Purges and everything like that, that, you know, history ha was not always kind to late developing Jedi. Mm -hmm. They were usually not allowed to join the Order and everything like that, and there's... A lot of a ostracization, a lot of yeah. having to go through life without guidance on mm -hmm. what it, what is going on. Can I have you roll a um, knowledge check? It would be specifically um, knowledge lore. Although I guess one could make a case for knowledge education if you have ranks in that, because this is something you learned from a history book, right? I've got one rank in knowledge education. Yeah, go ahead, use that. This will be an average check, I think. Average? Okay. So that came up to two advantages. Okay, um, you remember vaguely reading something about what happened to um, undirected and unmentored Force users, and you know that it's in one of your books... Or one of your, you know, one of the books that you have on your data pads and everything like that. And then it kind of springs to mind that um, one of the things that you remember reading was um, a biography called The Rise and Fall of Dooku, a separatist story. Okay. <laughs> and this guy will play the great Dracula. <laughs> He had the mustache and everything. <laughs> Even though the movie replaced the Texas character with another British man. Ooh. Boo. Yeah, so um, you flip through that book and you, you, you get to the part where it talks about Dooku's numerous apprentices and how many of them had fallen to the dark side before he started mentoring them because they were unguided and undirected force users. So it's just really easy to do i would think then unless someone I, I think the implication is without having that sort of guidance sd may be crift in terms of his odds of not falling to the dark side and you know having fought against dark side sd 
you know that he's even more insufferable. Yeah, plus he's kind of thinking out loud, like, where the crypt would you find one to keep an eye on him? Yeah, I don't think you know that. Didn't that go up in the cave? I don't think it did, but if that's something Plex remembers, it can. Or at least it can insofar as how it affected Plex. I'm trying to remember to the to when we recorded in the cave because Plex specifically joined the rebellion because she didn't the time before. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if what's her name had mentioned Kanan being a Jedi. I don't necessarily recall. I don't know that what you saw I, I think you maybe he used the force around you to, like, pull you in, like, when you jumped onto the ghost. So am I just misremembering that, or is it the cave, or... it's That seems too simple. I think there's a Telltale Games-style flash of Plex will remember this. <laughs> that, like, you know, Plex vaguely has a... Plex has a vague recollection of there being a Jedi who was friends with Sabine. Okay, so the things I want to kind of explore are how you're feeling, what you're doing, and who you meet. That was kind of where I went with Aaron a little bit as well. And Exhausted is pretty much on par for what Keel is feeling right now. Um... So what I'm thinking is that the kind of exhaustion Keel is feeling is maybe different from what Plex is feeling by virtue of the fact that he is working at this con. Okay. You know, he's working the booth. He probably doesn't have a ton of free time. Probably has to do, like, some sort of panel or something like that to talk about space formula. I feel like that may be the case. And so I guess I'll answer the what Keel is doing first. Keel is avoiding as much of the responsibility of the con as he can. Um, So, like, when it comes to panels, he's very much being present on the panel and with very little as little interaction as he can okay you know when he's at the booth he's at the booth and no more (laughs) okay so i think what i would like to do is i think the first scene that i would like to have happen is one where you are scheduled for an autograph session, and your handler has brought you to your autograph table. And you know, there's already a line waiting for signatures. Kiel, is there anything I can get you before we start the signing? Do you need fresh pens? Do you need a water? Maybe a harder drink, possibly? Uh, a nap would be lovely. Okay, so you are not scheduled for anything for half an hour after the signing. So once we're done with the signing, as long as we don't go over, you can have your nap shortly thereafter, but we'll need to get you up after 15 minutes to make our way over to the other side of the casino for the panel that you're hosting. Okay. Um, Now, is there a way that we could... Just set it up so that I, you know, got my sunglasses on and I'm actually napping and then like... At the panel or at the signing? At the signing. You have to sign things. Well, I mean, we could get a droid, just replicate my signature and put that in front of me, you know. 
people don't want a droid signature. People want you to have to know. We can put it in like a prosthetic Rodian hand. People want to talk to you, Keel. That's the whole point of people buying convention badges. Oh, see, that's why I would I have this for. And he pulls out like a staples easy button, gives it a smack and says, where's my all dressed chips? I'm Keel Krennic. Okay, I get the second one. What? I don't know. People aren't going to understand the all-dressed chips thing. People are here for you because you're space phrase. It's When was that established as your cat? Okay, look, I'm... <laughs> Kiel, can I be... Let me let me level with you. I am getting paid very little for this. <sighs> I just want to do my job. Is there any way you could cut me some slack? <sighs> yeah, sure. Fine. Whatever. Uh, I, we, we got pens. We got... We've got... Four different colors of space sharpie. Okay. Gold, silver, black, and white. Why do we have? Why do we have white? To sign on like black T-shirts and stuff. Uh huh. I guess, but wouldn't silver be fine? You know what? Fine. That doesn't doesn't matter to me. Okay. Um. I will be right back. Okay, everyone. Thank you so much for your patience. Keel is here and he is ready to start signing. So we're going to have a maximum of. Three minutes with him per person. Three minutes. No touching. Oh, Griff. And you'll have we'll have a barrier of transparent steel between you for germ purposes. <laughs> uh, we ask that you all keep your masks on unless Keel gives you explicit permission to take them off. E- anything you need signed, we're limiting to four things per person. So uh, please respect those rules and thank you for your understanding. And now, without further ado, Keel Krennic. Yay! Uh, Keel kind of. Oh my god, I love you! Shuffles up to the signing booth. First person comes up to you. Hi, I'm sorry, I don't want to be weird about this. I'm just. The way that you stood up for yourself as a space formula driver was really inspirational and i just i wanted to meet you and i wanted to say how much that meant to me because i know how difficult that would have been for you um yes uh it was a an important moment for me such that um i definitely remember it still um it feels like it's been in a whole year um and i still remember it yeah you know that it's just you know the the time that you spent in space formula and the skill with which you fly to take all of that and say that your happiness matters more than the buckets of money you could have been earning that's really that it it means something to me i mean it was more about the uh the experience of it and the uh prestige as it were than the than the buckets of credits don't get me wrong the buckets of credits that was um helpful and uh, incredibly nice to have but uh you know doing it for the fun that that's really admirable i know a lot of those guys are there I'm, I'm just a pilot i'm not an admiral <laughs> i <laughs> have you thought about doing space stand-up you're really funny uh, it's not my it's not my scene okay um i I'm sorry. I know the signing thing is awkward. Would would you be able to just um could you sign this program that I have from 
I, I attended a couple of your races and I just wanted to have these programs signed if that's okay. Yeah, who am I making it up to? Um, Aaron? <laughs> uh, just, just Aaron? Um, nice. Aaron Garai. Okay, all That's right. That's E-R-E-N. Um, Aaron Garai, you stay so fly. That's a cool rhyme. I might, I might have to incorporate that into my daily introductions. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're free later, I'd love to get a drink. And the handler like scooshes them away. <laughs> Keel kind of after that. Keel kind of whispers to the handler, "How how long is this again? Uh, an hour and a half." Oh, Criff. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's just keep okay. it moving. We'll get through as many as we can. Can you can you run and grab me a a, a calf latte? Uh, yeah, Bantha milk. Sure, whatever they got. Okay, I'll be right back. Thanks. A couple of people pass by. You go. You go through the line with a few more people. Your bantha milk latte is there in relatively short order. Um, it's from um, Pike Space Roast. <laughs> Pike Place Roast. That being a callback to an episode title from a while ago. Yep. You've gone through a couple of people. There's been some really interesting things that you've had to sign. One person, a Tagruta, wanted you to sign their Montrails. Mm-hmm. Um, you have definitely signed at least one pair of boobs and one guy's abs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, a couple of people pass by when you are approached by someone fairly grizzled looking a you're gonna say hey um trandoshan ah hmm. uh, yes could you make this out to um <clears throat> this is for my friend i apologize could you make this out to chris the bounty hunter they say that pamont station is lovely this time of year now do i recognize this trandoshan nope um Sure. Will Chris be joining you? That's for you to find out. Okay, um... And he slides a plate of Beskar over to you to sign. Uh, do you want this in gold or silver? Black, please. I mean, it's barely gonna show up, but okay, sure. Black on silver? Well, it's a pretty dark silver. It's more like, like, you know... Gunmetal gray. Okay, well, um, look, this was just supposed to be a threat. It wasn't supposed to be an actual armor. Just use whatever color works best for you. Okay, all right. We're gonna go with gold. That works for me. Um, (laughs) it starts to, to write with the gold sharpie and it starts to dry out. Um, okay, uh, Silver, silver, it is um, also a good choice here. Uh, okay. Uh, um, it it kind of smudges off of the Beskar. <laughs> um, you're sure this is, you know, I, Beskar so, is good for 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 space sharpie, right? I don't know. Uh, Keel, sorry. Um, your markers aren't good for Beskar. If you want, we have a laser etcher that you can use. 
Um, do do we have it here? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep those for people who want to get best car signed. Oh. At- okay, okay, sure, sure. Um, what, what what do I do for the for the laser etcher? Do I just just press the button and draw like a pen? Okay, yep. Um, Kiel presses the button and out pops a laser and it goes. Um, I think Kiel signs it. Uh, sorry about sending you to the radioactive station dash keel. P.S. No hard feelings. Okay, wow, that's a lot of writing that you've just done on that best scar. I thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. I'm such a big fan. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Uh, you didn't actually, but uh, thanks. It's uh, it's good to know I have I have fans even in hostile places. Okay, thank you. I just really wanted to. And then he gets yanked away. It's fairly common that once people hit their three minute limit, they just get the vaudeville hook. Um, there's a couple of fangirls who are like, "Oh my god, oh my god, Keel! I'm such a huge fan. Can I give you? I'm sorry, this is really presumptuous, but I made this art. I made this fan art of you, and it's like a picture of you making out with DL3. <laughs> um, Keel says, um. I would be glad to put that into the collection. Um, can we make sure that this gets into the collection? Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> She's um, fanning herself. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Okay, um, um, oh, oh no, uh, it feels so weird, I'm sorry. I don't normally get this, but you're just so cool. Um, could, could I have, um, could I have a picture with you? Uh, pictures, uh, yeah, pictures are allowed. Pictures are are allowed. Um, the they will cost a little bit extra, though. Oh yeah, yeah, no, of course. I know. Um, Space William Shatner costs like a hundred and twenty dollars a picture, hundred and twenty credits a picture. It's fine. I understand. What's your rate? Uh, what's my handler's name? Kel. Kel. Uh, Kel. Uh, the rate. Um, you're doing since it's a first con appearance. You're doing seventy five a picture. That's 75 credits picture. Oh, yeah, no, I can do that. That's easy. That's no problem. They hand over the machine. They they tap their credit chip to pay. Um, Would you like a receipt? (laughs) Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. That's fine. Okay. Um, Sorry. Could we do like, could we do a pose? Sure. What, what would you like? Um, Keep in mind that there is the, the transparent steel right, right in front of me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So, uh, what I thought we could do is like back to back holding imaginary blasters, like a. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. Keel gets into position and pulls out his actual blaster, but discreetly enough that it doesn't show up until they actually get the photo. Yeah. So the they take the picture. The very old. It's a Polaroid. <laughs> it's a Polaroid. A space Polaroid. <laughs> It prints out, and Cal is waving it to make it develop faster. Okay, here's your photo. Oh my gosh, Keel, could you uh, could you please sign the picture too? I'm sorry, this is a lot. I know that's a lot. Just if you don't mind signing the back. Yeah, who am I making it out to? Rochelle. Rochelle. Okay, Rochelle. Hope your days are swell. Oh my god, a cute little rhyme. Thank you. Oh, uh, there's a couple more people. Another fangirl hands you some RPF. <laughs> you get you get like a lot of fan fiction. Um, uh, we'll we'll add that to the collection. Thank you. There's 
There's, I'll be sure to read that. There's at least one Space Omega verse fanfic. Uh-huh, of course there is. Um, Keel is written as an Omega. Keel glances at, at the title and is like, that, mm-hmm, yeah, that's uh, fan fiction for sure. That's, 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 um, uh-huh. Doesn't actually say that out loud, though. Yeah, I think it, it, that passes relatively uneventfully. Yeah. One of the last people you see before your session ends is, like, an uncommonly large man. A little similar in build the Space Dumpster, but, you know, with a full head of hair and mm-hmm. no facial hair and all that space fun stuff. Space Dumpster. He comes up to the booth, he says, uh, I'm not here for a signature. Okay. Uh, I, okay, actually... Y- Look, uh, I know you. You probably don't know me. That's kind of how these signings go. Actually, that that never mind. That makes no sense. Uh, I work for Kuat. I'm with a shoal. Name's Varys Merrick. Okay. We fought together against the Pikes. Okay. Look, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, the weird rivalry thing between our ships. I'm kind of over it. Oh, I mean, I'm. A paycheck's a paycheck, you know? Um, um, I hear that we're going to be working together soon, so I just wanted to, you know, get introductions out of the way, say hi, make sure that we got off on a better foot this time. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we'll have time to do a little bit more proper, you know, team building and whatnot. Um, yeah, you know, I hear the Imperial Remnants love to send people out on ropes courses. Yeah, um... I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, um... I I guess, um... Same, same here, no, no, uh... No hard feelings, and we'll... I don't know, new, new, new day, new foot? That's a good, that's a good way to put it. New day, new foot. It's gonna, gonna be an expensive, uh... Expensive week there, uh... If you're swapping out new feet every day, but, uh... You're pretty funny. I'm sorry, your name again? There's so many names. Uh, yeah, you've you probably seen like a, like 50 people already. It's Varys Merrick. Varys Merrick. I think things kind of start to wind down after that. Nothing mm-hmm. really all that eventful happens after that. But, um, you know, you do have that half hour break. Uh, I, I think Kiel's had too much calf at this point, so he just kind of like leans back in the like kind of common area do, do you do you actively do you actively cut off the signing at the end of the signing or do you let the people still in line like i, stay in I line? assume that the handler what was her name again kel kel i assume that kel has been good at keeping the line um you know estimating how much time is left on each on this on the mm-hmm. total signing and then like Okay, and no more. Nobody after these people here, you know, close the close the um. Queue. Yeah, the, the the little like yeah ropes get closed off, yeah. so nobody else get comes in after a certain number of people, and you know, with the max three minutes and everything like that, it's all calculated out as to how many people can enter the queue and everything mm-hmm. like that. So your signing ends relatively uneventfully. You've got a little bit of time. You can do some shopping if you'd like. You can um you can look at some of the ship parts or ship designs you can go to a couple of booths but you do have a panel coming up in a little bit is there anything you'd like to do at this point kill's gonna nap <laughs> okay that's fair um you 
probably you, I think you probably head back to the green room to take a nap mm-hmm. and uh on your way back to the green room you come across the non-bacted clones. All of them are wearing new outfits. Non-bacted clones? Yes, Orange is currently sitting in Bacta trying not to be dead anymore. Gotcha. Right, right, right. Yeah. They they all are dressed very differently. They all have very different senses of style. Um Tiener looks sensibly dressed for a good night out. Like he's got like a you know a normal type of blazer, um, some dark denim and some Oxfords. Jack is wearing like a floral patterned romper and Space Jordans. Uh-huh. Um, Matchstick kind of has like a little bit of a leather daddy thing going on. And uh, Kippen is wearing a Letterman jacket for a high school, a space high school that doesn't exist mm-hmm. with, um, you know, pretty neat looking pastel slacks and some red vans. Like, oh, Kale, how are you? Have you been having a good convention? As far as conventions go, I guess it's been pretty okay. Have you gone out and bought anything yet? No. I've been doing panels and, and autographs and all day. You get a te- you all get a text from Plex. Pudding? Drinks, 7.30. That's like five minutes after the panel ends. Kill's like, is this mandatory? <laughs> and then you get a second Plex, a second text from Plex. As I'm, as I'm typing out, is this mandatory? Kill, this is mandatory. Okay, um, I guess I'll see you boys at 7? Uh, 7.30. I, sure, I, that's what that said? That's what it said. Um, can I, do you want me to go out and pick you up an outfit key? Something to wear out? Uh, sure, I mean, I'm happy in this. <laughs> He's wearing, like, the, the Sinar F1 suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um... The, the one depicted in the art that we had commissioned. I really, I, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to have time to change into whatever you get, but sure. Yeah, we'll if, you want, if you want. We I, could do it. I'm, I'm fine if, by me. If you want to come with me, we could do a makeover. Mm-hmm. Um, do kind of have panel and Kel over here is kind of breathing down my neck to get me there, but. I'm really sorry. I know, like, this is important for you. It just, we have, we have to make sure that you're at your panels at the time that you need to be there because we've prom you know, there's promises have been made you are going like i, I do want to remind you you get paid for these appearances this isn't like a yeah, i i know i get it's it's the money isn't isn't a huge concern for me because i'm already on sign our payroll and it's you know it's when i when i signed up for space formula i had no idea it would involve the panel and the, the the convention and yeah i know these con appearances I really can be i really did and... it because i, I kind of owed wraith kind of kind of owed him you know wait you got blackmailed into being a space formula driver not blackmailed so far as you know i you know i kind of kind of messed up a little bit and made a bet you know yeah wow okay that's a lot um it's it is what it is. I can imagine why this is so stressful for you then. Um look, uh I'll try to Let's keep... just say Wraith's getting his money's worth. Yeah. More I, than his money's worth. I will try to keep things to a minimum. I know, you know, not everyone wants what's, to What's what's the panel about again? The panel is about diversity in space formula. Diversity in space formula. Another one of those. Yeah, look, I, I I know, I know, I know. Th- these panels are just they're nonstop, and 
you know, if it's always like a 101 about diversity, and you know, it's just we'll we'll get there are, through it. There are so many better ways that they could they could have these conversations, you know, and it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just like a dialogue between the panelists and the audience, and it doesn't really get anywhere meaningful. You know, you don't get. I, I know there's no in-depth discussions about like the realities of being a marginalized space formula racer. And it really, like, I'm I, I'm a Rodian. Like, like, how much marginalization do I have? You know, like, not for nothing, but you know, space formula was established under the Empire. Sure, there haven't been sure. that many yeah. non-human racers. I guess you, you got a point there. Um, if it helps, I think you know a couple of people on the panel. Oh, who's up there? Um, do you remember uh, Duo Nim Hollow? Oh yeah, Duo. You know they're they're pretty chill. They're they can they can they can party like a like nobody's business. That's for sure. So you know you've got at least one friendly face on the panel. Um, you know there's a couple of uh, you know mechanics and stuff like that who you know are representing other marginalized groups. It's Hopefully, at least, yeah, there might be something yeah. meaningful to discuss. Just, but You know what? I've already killed enough time on my break. I haven't had a nap. We got a few minutes to get over there, right? Uh, yeah, if you want, I can get you another calf. Is there any way that we can cut it, like, a little bit short? Um, on the tail end. Yeah, so um, what I can do is... And they pull out a data pad. Okay. So I just set up your schedule to have a 40-minute overlap at the end of the panel. For, sorry, 40-minute overlap? Yeah. So... It's a two-hour panel. It's a two-hour panel. Um, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna... I'm, I need to use the fresher. Yeah, yeah, no problem, no problem. I um, will be right here. Um, and as he starts walking away, he kind of, like, nods his head towards... Who was it who was here? Was it Teener? The the gang. The gang, yeah. Um, nods his head towards Teener, kind of indicating, let's go to the fresher. So you guys are friends with Keel? Oh, yeah, we, um, actually, co-workers, been working with him for a while. Oh, that's really neat. Um, were you part of his space formula team, or are you guys more, like, business side friends? Well, you know, we've, we've always worked together pretty closely, but I think, um, definitely not in space formula. So, you know... Things are a bit stricter when it comes to the paddock, but uh, we tend to be pretty close friends. So all things considered, we've known each other for probably about a year now. Oh, that that's, oh, wow. Such a close friendship after only a year. That's, that really says a lot about Kiel. From, you know, my experience with him so far, he's been probably the most down-to-earth space formula driver I've ever worked with. I know that's not saying a lot, considering most of them are like, pay drivers and stuff like that but like you know it's kind of neat to get that experience personally and firsthand from you know someone as talented as keel i don't please don't tell him about this i don't want him to know that i'm a fan i've been trying to keep it professional because you know professional relationship no 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 problem no problem no problem okay thank you thank you so much do you think he's gonna be back from the fresher soon oh knowing keel it'll take forever in there Meanwhile, the fresher. Keel, is there something I can help you with? Uh, can you get me out of this? Um, I can do my best, but I don't know how to get you rid of a uh, penal obligation. Do, does this fresher have vents? Have a ventilation uh, shaft? Can you roll an average perception check for me? 
Hey, we're using dice on the bottle episode. Uh, perception. I'm pretty sure that's just a... Oh, no, it's a green and a yellow. You said average? Yeah. Uh, that's three successes, baby. Okay, you find a vent that might lead you out. Mm. Um, it's relatively high up, so you would probably need a boost to get up to it. Uh, why do they... I swear, every every year they keep building the the ventilation systems higher and higher, and you can't get at them. What what is the point of putting a ventilation system if you can't crawl through it? Um, ventilation of uh, running an HVAC system? Are you serious? Nobody puts ventilation systems for the HVAC. Uh, you need ventilation. Sure, systems sure, for sure. The you HVAC. need ventilation, but that's not why they're there. Uh, are you sure about? I'm pretty sure they're there for you to, you know, breathe fresh air. There's there's no way I'm getting out of this as their teener. Um, I could uh, call in a bomb threat to the panel. I do. Then they're going to shut down the whole con, and then we're going to get investigated. That's that's too much work. Um, y'all don't have anything. Uh, okay. Guess I just got to suck it up and do this, eh? Yeah, probably, but, um, if it helps, I'll be at the panel with you. Mm, um, are you, you're not on. Oh, panel. no, I'm not on the panel. No, I'm you're just on the be... space formula driver. Yeah, okay. okay, um, yeah, I guess it's, it's something. And so that kill seems pretty nice. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're nice and everything. They're, are they, they've got it. They're, they're a little bit fanny. You know, they're, they're keeping it down and I, I appreciate that, but. I mean, they seem fairly professional. All right. How many how many calves do you think this is going to take? Through this panel? Yeah. Uh, no more than maybe a... How many of you hit so far today? Uh, three. Okay, I think you're good. Good? Eh, good is... I think you've hit enough carefully. An overstatement. Um, we could get you... Um, Space Coke? No. Prob- a kill probably could. <laughs> I'm relatively sure it's just called glitter steam. Uh, 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 <clears throat> yeah, I I know. I'm just <sighs> picked it up on whatever that planet we were just on. Um, not the actual. No, drugs, you didn't pick up the, the just the, the lingo. Term, the lingo. I could see about getting you glitter steam. What if you gave me a black eye? What would that do? I don't know. Maybe they. Be like, oh, you don't look good enough to go on stage to sit it out? I don't know. I don't think that's how it works. <sighs> okay. Let's just get this over with, okay? Yeah, like I said, I'll be there. I'll, uh, you know, ask a question. Kill, <laughs> kill grabs. Uh, because they're in the bathroom together, in the fresher together, Kiel grabs um, Tina's ass, <laughs> pulls him in, uh, and uh, gives uh, him a quick smooch. Um... <laughs> On the on the lips, oh, oh um, and says, uh, uh, buck up, buck up, Teener. Uh, we got this. Uh, yes, sir. I think we'll end the scene there. Chase with Dice is a production of So Says Media. To support the work we do, please go to Twitter and look at our pinned tweet. 
The game featured in the show is published by Edge Studios in compliance with their unnecessarily strict fan content policy. Remember, the best way to help the show is to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Good Pods and tell a friend about the show. Word of mouth is the number one way a podcast gains new listeners. This episode featured Aaron Cotter as Plex. Aaron uses they-them pronouns. This episode also featured Emma Hislop as Kiel Krennic. Emma uses shrug emoji pronoun. It also featured me, Kathleen Hislop. I use she, her, and it, its pronouns. All music was written and performed by Sounds Like an Earful, unless otherwise noted. Visit soundslikeanearful.com to hear more. And until next time, stay wizard. <laughs>